So our next episode is our 100th episode? Yeah, 100. Wow. I haven't been at this for two years, and we're already at number 100. Well, what like, like, would be a good movie? Like, The Godfather? That'd be a good movie, that'd be right? really good. Uh, I don't know. I, that, I feel like it's expected. What's something that could be... What's better than The Godfather? What could be better than The Godfather? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? I- so our next episode is our 100th episode? Yeah, 100. Wow. I haven't been at this for two years, and we're already at number 100. Well, what like, could, like, what'd be a good movie? Like, The Godfather? That'd be a good movie, that'd be right? really good. Uh, I don't know. I, that, I feel like it's expected. What's something that could be, what's better than The Godfather? What could be better than The Godfather? Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that? I... I it went from night to day all of a sudden. Isn't that crazy? I, like, uh, it must be daylight saving time or something. Yeah. <laughs> What's that on the road? Sneak previews Michael Medved calls Harry and the Hendersons a delightful romp, a funny, touching, classy piece of entertainment, a hit the size of Bigfoot. Definitely going to go see it again. It was absolutely amazing, and it's hysterical. David Anson of Newsweek says, Harry is lovable, a surefire scene stealer. Funniest movie I've seen in a long time. You walk out of there feeling good. It was great. I loved it. Harry and the Hendersons is great. Harry and the Hendersons, rated BG. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Ba, ba, da, ba, 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 ba. Yay. Oh, pull, pull back a little bit. Pull back a little bit. Uh, what, what, what do you want me to do? I wanted to show people my Mario drawing. <laughs> are, you, are we really doing Copyright. This? Nintendo copyright. Oh, God. We're taking it down. Oh, no. Yeah. Perfect. 100th episode. Hey, cue the applause. Come on. Oh, applause. Where, well, Yay. Okay, I, 100th episode. I need to make that come out of a different speaker. Did not come out. Um, yeah! There we go. Yeah. 100. And after all these episodes, I still have everything in perfect order. Yes. Mm. <laughs> well, hey, this is Spark Madness Podcast, our 100th episode. I'm Matt, that's Ben, and uh, that's Aaron over there. Um, so we teased this last week, and there really was only one movie we could ever do for the 100th episode. It was decided long ago. Yeah. And why was that, Ben? Because this is the greatest movie. <laughs> In the history of mankind and Sasquatch kind too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Have you ever uh, carved a Sasquatch before? You know, you could put a little jack o' lantern in it. You know, yeah. Those guys, Sasquatches. I prefer spaghetti Sasquatch. Yeah. But... <laughs> Funny stuff. The Native American. We've gotten so them... much better after a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> the Native Americans called them um, uh, hairy men. Is that so? We are off to a blazing start. <laughs> no, Ben, if you could expound on that. Yeah, what do you mean about? Do you remember? Yeah. Can when, you dig yourself out? Do you this? remember where? Um, I've got a shovel somewhere. In Deliverance, <laughs> when John Voight jumps the shark, and then the Sasquatch comes. And then the Sasquatch says, "Hey!" And, <laughs> and, what is and he tried to shoot him with an arrow. <laughs> and the Sasquatch but, is wearing leather pants. <laughs> and he said, "You got a pretty mouth, John boy." 
<laughs> and the arrow backfired on him. But <laughs> ricocheted, hit him back, and he had to pull the arrow out. Oh my God. Uh, this is going to be the episode. Huh? <laughs> this is going to be our hundredth. This yeah. is going to be the one that ends us. <laughs> but but it was it, it was all We're saved by Burt Reynolds. He saved everybody. Yep. Yeah. From the Sasquatch. And when he told him to sit. It was an inbred right. Sasquatch. It's one of those Appalachian. <laughs> Appalachian? <laughs> yeah, those yeah. Appalachians. Like, you got a pretty. It was playing the banjo when they ran up on him. Yeah, he was a very talented Sasquatch. Yeah. <laughs> let's All get right, on let's track. Let's start this episode. Um, well, I don't really know how to go about this uh, because there's. I'm actually afraid to be critical. Oh, I don't uh, care. Uh, but Harry and the Hendersons, like, this is the very first day I met Ben. Like what five years ago? Yeah, I think you brought up Harry and the Hendersons. I'd never seen it before, um, and you. What you was the first day? It was pretty soon. It was after. like the first and a half day. day. It was Sasquatch Day. Yeah, um, when I brought it up. But you, I mean, you, you were, you were, and once I told you I hadn't seen it, you were like, no, relentless in letting me know I should. Uh, no, watch no, it. this is how it came up. There, there was another guy that we worked with. He's been on the show, Jake. Yeah, yeah, he um, was talking about how great uh, "Lost in Translation" is, <laughs> and I thought, I thought he probably just likes that because uh, people told him to like it, you know, because it's a pretentious movie. You know what I mean? I mean, you have some a very could high see it that way. No, it's not high opinion of Jake. It's just <laughs> I know Jake society. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh God! No, but but but. But my my whole point is like society kind of you know just because something is artsy, you know quote unquote makes it a better you know a better high more sophisticated movie you know and it's like well I thought you know what people don't think it's a sophisticated movie but if you look at it and break it down as a movie it's a really well made movie I said here in the fucking Hendersons so I I, I tried to compare those two mm-hmm. and and. You know, people think it's a joke, and and part of it was a joke because it's a two thing. But my my point is like, just because it's a family film, and it's funny, it's really well put together. It's really it's really good. It's got heart and everything. And I think people knock family movies and stuff like that as inferior products. Where I actually disagree. I think those are just as good as Archie movies. And I think uh, Harry Henderson's is a superior movie than Lost in Translation. That's bold, the comparison. It's a bold statement. Well, my whole okay, not, I, as, not just not just the comparison as but, related but, but, to that but, discussion. But yes. it's the comparison related to the discussion of what makes a good movie, you know. So it's kind of like a uh, a cultural thing. Well, we'll di- let's we'll dig into it a little bit. But it, but uh, yeah, Aaron, anyway, that's how it happened. Yeah, Aaron, what is your kind of? Did you grow up with this movie? Because I didn't. I I saw it for the first time right after I met Ben. So yeah, I saw it a few times ago. growing up. Yeah. I've I've always enjoyed it. Yeah, I was not aware of this movie. At but all, I will so. say I didn't enjoy it as much as I do until I got older. Uh, I think I agree. I loved it as a kid, but I really loved for it for different an adult. reasons. Yes, it definitely has two. It has multiple zones. It's not like just a kids movie. It's not. It's just, a family. It's, it's an everybody movie. That's yeah. that's where that's where uh, rated G or PG um, 
gets a bad rap. I think there should be a rating system for K or C for children because there's stuff that's just for kids that's are t- is terrible. But the majority of like good that's movies, G, right? That should G, be G. No, G for general audience. General, general. Well, this uh, is PG. Yeah, but there's some good. Makes ra- sense. There's some good Ray G movies that's for everybody. That's well, really sophisticated. PG movies. in 1987 is a little different. Yeah, this might be PG 13. So no. you wanna, you wanna, you wanna get the kids stuff in its own pocket. No, but I, I think it's, it's a misnomer. So like a Disney movie is layered for everybody. You mean so general means everybody. So my whole point is 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 that Harry uh, and the Hendersons is for everyone. Everyone. Mm. But there's a lot of language in this movie, especially at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, they pepper it in there. Yeah. yeah. It was the 80s. Like like the Goonies phase of of movies when like kid like they just like it, it, this was a Steven Spielberg produced movie, so he liked to make his kids uh swear. So what <laughs> Yeah, Say the word. Er, er, Ernie swears quite a bit at this point. <laughs> He's the holy with his giant uh, glasses. Yeah, um, he well, looks what, like Fuller. What's the? Uh, well, I guess we can do like our synopsis thing because this is an older movie. Sure, really, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, Family finds Bigfoot and they turn. Family out. runs over. They Bigfoot. run over Bigfoot and they they take it home and, learn, and then the comedy ensues. A heartfelt lesson about hunting being bad. No, no. It's That's more, very it's much a side thing. But it's okay to fish. It's, yeah, yeah, fish. It's okay to fish. All right, again. It's no, a very pes- pro no, pescatarian. No, it, it is deeper than just hunting. It's, it's, it's like our con- conceptions about people in general, too. You know what I mean? It's, it's, fish aren't people. Let's, no, let's get that out of the way. No, so this came around the time. Bigfoot craze has like, been around forever. But this is like, I think it took a, hike, a big hike in the 80s, too. But this came around a time where you think Bigfoot is this monster, you know what I mean? Like this scary, scary thing. And he's like, he, like you still think he's a scary thing if he if he exists, or she. Um, and um, what they did it was a nice take on it, where you have this perception of the scary mon- like the scary legendary beast, and put a heart to it. And what um, John uh, is it? William Deere, I think the the director. Something Deere. I forget the first. Who, yeah, he's, he's, Henry Deere. Yeah, he, he's a good he's a good director. John actor. John John Deere, Deere. dear friend of the channel. Yeah, John. He rode in on his green tractor and took in charge. <laughs> but he um, he he said, I remember watching the making of this. Like, if we can't show his eyes and have any eyes, you mean it was all about the eyes of the oh, character. Oh right, the fate. That's where yeah. the fate. Well, they do such a great job just in general, but the eyes. You're and, right. The guy who did Gremlins too, who did who, who, who did the makeup effect, uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, let me, but anyways, he 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 did that. Uh, he's a really good makeup artist and special effects artist, and he's actually good at making like gorilla uh, type thing. I think that one that was one of his favorite animals. But they captured the face and like the, the sadness, and they kind of imply that because George Henderson is also an artist and and too and he starts drawing it and he can feel the feelings of it and they have different shots of where you see this human humanization this this soul behind this animal uh that really work and there's like four or five times and they recapture in their credits and stuff but you you really feel the connection yeah you know it gives them such character and such heart to it you know Rick Baker Rick Baker, yes, he's amazing, one of the greats. Amazing yeah. special effects artist. Won an Oscar for this, right? I think he did. For... He also did like Ameri- the, the the scene in American Werewolf in Paris. Well, yeah, uh, that, yeah, that one too. In London, in London. Yeah, yeah, that one. This, that definitely was. Yeah. And, and my God, this practical effects. The the suit on in this movie. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's like the it's the best Bigfoot design 
It's really good. It's like it's better than any all like like it's like it, it, well, Kevin and, Peter Hall is in the manner is, the mannerisms too go hand mm-hmm. in hand with this everything works with the which it but the only like, way the like, movie's going to work is if they the pull they that off. Put the, you can see the muscles underneath the mm-hmm. He designed that. I mean like I think he designed the suit uh, uh Rick Baker. So like you can see the muscles within it. You can see like it looks like a like this is a real creature. What's awesome about it is he is huge. John Lithgow is six four, he's a big six man. five. You know, he's, he's a tall, tall guy. guy. You can tell when he stands next to anybody. They he, even allude to it in the movie that he's big. Yeah, yeah. and then when you, any of the scenes with like the, you know Harry, it's like whoa, like he still towers over. Him. When they do, such... you would think he would catch a, cast a little guy you know, to 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 exaggerate it even more. Well, yeah, they showed, but it still worked. They showed. Um, I mean, when they when they first introduce him, when he's in the house, it's that amazing shot with the the uh, flashlight spinning, and you yeah. see the shadow, and then the way they shot it from the ground up, he looks huge. Yeah. Um, but but you didn't need it the rest of the movie because he's just so physically mm-hmm. bigger, and they do such a good job of just I don't know how it's a they, wide angle just in the first shot effortlessly strong too like he just yeah. crumples things and uh I don't know I don't it's know if all it's practical just the set too. yeah the set designs and stuff to accommodate all that was so smart that they, he flings a fridge across the room when he just like barely touches the yeah. the uh, uh the hallway the over getting it, thrown like, around mm-hmm. was a favorite yeah like it, they did a really good job of just things you wouldn't really think about but it conveys so much just in that action you know what if they would have made harry and the hendersons today they probably would go you know complete cg and, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be very good it wouldn't be very oh, good they movie. definitely would go cg it would be terrible sure. well, like like here's a, the closest example i think that they did with that is that new beauty and the beast movie where they made him cg right. and he looks so bad it's bad yeah it's it so looks fake bad yeah it's terrible you know what I mean? And it's like they probably would have shot this whole family movie in a green screen house. Absolutely, probably. but like they're still there's still um, room for practical effects like that. There's still like there's still for demand sure. for it. I think. And what's funny he, is they talk about because so the Yoda from the Last Jedi, they went back and remade the puppet, and mm-hmm. it's not nearly as good. They said they. Didn't know how the phone was made, and Rick Baker talks about the special phone that he made. That like, like it's like a secret recipe that was packed. Like certain, like all these secrets of the trade have gotten lost. Well, you know, and like, they, and you can tell, like, so it's kind of regressed. Uh, practical stuff like that. Well, Other I'm, than the Jim Henson, I'm studio. curious what you guys both think about this because I don't, I, I, I don't want to crap all over green screen special effects. No, movies there's nothing wrong with it, but. But there's I hate some, it. There's <laughs> there's something to be it's said. Not done for, right. There's something to be said for a movie with supernatural or I don't know where you could very easily rely on special effects. Yeah. To like make movies like this, I don't I don't know if there's movies like this just in general where you merge. It's almost like everything has to be so genre specific uh, that if if you do bring in like. Uh, family drama where someone has to be a wizard or I don't know something like that. They're gonna just go straight like it's gonna very, be, look very obviously fake the, special. The, effects. the only movie I can like, tell that that is is very like that where it's like magical, like even more so than this movie. And it did cost them a lot of money to make it. Was the labyrinth? Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You mean like did we do the labyrinth? Did we no, we need, we, to. We, yeah. we need to. But like where it's like. Boy, this movie would suck. That'd be a really, really good one. Yeah, that'd be a good one. 
uh, just to make it in that alone. But but like yeah, it's just the good the best marriage I think of of practical and uh, digital is the original Lord of the Rings. So mm-hmm. good. Oh yeah. You know I think I think not the, this huh. Well, no, but there's, there's no, there's no digital on Harry yeah, yeah. Anderson. I, I don't um, think maybe the titles are we don't know. The opening oh. credits. And, what, uh, I, I the, believe the, I saw some uh, there was illustrations some, at the end. There was uh, some rotoscoping. It's there. unlikely. <laughs> it's unlikely. There, there was some rotoscoping. At the um, end. I want to. I, I don't want to get too far because we've got a couple requests here. Uh, oh. Ch- uh, our old friend guest Chauncey wants to know if Ben can do a Harry impression. Let's see. Um, can you do the siren? No, no, it's too loud. You know, I. That's going to be taken out of context and used against me. I'll yeah. clip that. Yeah. You know, We're just going to make that. This leads That's me. The That's the intro. <laughs> this leads me into um, how life imitates art or the other way around. Um, here at the Spark of Madness, at least I have always viewed Ben as as my personal Harry. He um he comes into my apartment. He breaks my plates. And then he gives me this smile and I love him. There it is. <laughs> sit. <laughs> you trying to sit? Aaron, Aaron, so part two of the request is if you have a good John Lithgow. Uh, not one that I'm comfortable doing right now. It's from Dexter. He he doesn't say Harry. He says, it's almost like Harry. 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 You're a wizard. (laughs) You're a wizard, Harry. Hi, Norm. Yes. George. Um, my name is George Han. George Han. Before we move on from the whole practical thing, this is... I can't decide if this is my favorite movie creature or the Predator. It's it's so they're both so good. They're both amazing. Same and they're actor. both played by the same guy. Yeah, I think this Kevin is Peter. Better. I think his performance in this the, is the better. The performance sure. in this is yeah. definitely more nuanced. This is better. His performance is better. And not just I, the facial expression either. Just his his body movements. It, I think are that's true. But as a makeup design, this is better because you because it cause the emotion it, is always it did, there. I and mean, if it didn't work. There's no movie. Every time I watch this, I'm astounded at how much emotion they got out of that face. Yeah. And the mouth movements, that's hard to do mm-hmm. and make well, it believable. And just his subtle, like, he never and comes like, off, I, he never comes off as pure monster. No. Like, he never comes that across yeah. that way. Like, it's almost immediate that you feel sympathy for him, which is the whole point. Like, yeah. it, it, My, they do such a, and that's in the storytelling. Mm-hmm. That's not just the costume. As a little kid. Watch. I remember the feelings I had watching it for the first time, and I remember being like, like being scared because I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what it was. Like I didn't see the previews or anything like that. I was real little when we watched it. You're on, scared of it at the beginning, like when he when, popped over when they hit him and like he's in the house. Ah! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah it like, is very jarring yeah, to start. Yeah. It's good for a kid, you yeah, know. Right? Yeah. And then you like th- then you watch it over and over again. You you, you love it, but like being like you're kind of frightened of it. And like they, they do they do a good job with that with kids, but like it's also for the storytelling of you know you know, yeah. the, you know what you think is it, subvert your that's really subverting your expectations. Exactly. Yeah. One of the best you know? parts to to kick off like okay we're gonna think about this a little differently was when the I forget the daughter's name. And she stands up to him for the eating the corsage just immediately. What's it? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like uh, my, Sarah, my, Sarah, 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 yeah. Sarah. Sarah. And Man. it's just uh, 
I thought that was an like a really good scene to start off, and she barely is in it the rest of the mm-hmm. way. But uh, for her to have that moment, where she's just a stand, and he's just like, "Whoa, what's happening?" Uh, mm-hmm. That was a good way to kind of transition into some of the other stuff they wanted to do with the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon wants to know what was your first impression of the movie. We uh, we kind of started where you it grew on you over time, but like oh, I, how did, I, how did it I loved you? it as a kid. Yeah, you know, I loved it for like I loved it because it was it was silly, you know, as a kid, and yeah. you know, and like he looked cool. I mean, like he looks so cool. But I think I as I yeah, I like I like I loved it. He wasn't like oh, I love Harry and the Andersons. There's a lot of nostalgia. You had a Harry poster. There's a lot on the of wall. we watched it a lot because it was one of the few. videos. We have that back tat. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't shoot me, of bro. George Hand. Don't shoot me, bro. That's what, that's, that's what it's <laughs> it has him in the sad face with the target. I gotta say, I I loved it holding too. A, holding a, like the the yeah. mink coat. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, my first impression was that I loved it. Although when I was younger, I I was so mad. Just stop destroying things, Harry. Yeah, I don't like that. It was in the property damage yeah. time of that's true movies, which. Yeah, which they get, they got rid of and they brought back with the the you know Batman versus but Superman. But then then they br- <laughs> they bring <laughs> it back scared. they yeah. bring it back home in the in the scene at the the kitchen table with the the the, uh, the guy who was hunting the Bigfoots. Yeah, and Don and, Amici. Yeah, and he's and he's right. Harry's about to. There is no Sasquatch. Harry's dude. about to break another yeah. ceiling beam, and then nope, and then he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry. And then he comes out of the floor to eat yeah. from the dinner table right after that. Let's talk about that scene. Okay. So in the movie, uh, for people who don't know, Don Amici, is, he's a good actor. He's an older actor. Plays uh, Dr. Wrightwood. Wrightwood, yeah. W- uh, Wallace Wrightwood, I think, is his first name. and Who runs the like a Bigfoot amusement park. Up in the mountains. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And he was chasing you know bigfoot his whole life and jock lafour who's the other hunter who's a good hunter, hunter been chasing him too and he and he went on this bigfoot craze and he got you know shunned by the hunting community because they thought he was crazy for believing bigfoot so they're both had LeFour, this lafour yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so they both lafour and uh, rightwood had this whole uh, life chasing bigfoot and they can relate to that but rightwood who's older is starting you know to realize this is stupid like he's, know, he has he, the doubts he, now. He doubts. He's, he's just he, trying to make some money he, with the yeah, attraction. He's like, I wasted my whole life and regret, you know. And he's invited to the to the Hendersons, and they don't. He doesn't know yet that Harry is there. And he's saying, like, "I'm going to tell you something, George. Don't let this ruin your life." Because he talks about you, you know, your yeah. family. Because he's because then they allude to the fact that he doesn't have his family more. Like he he made his whole life that he he got rid of. You know, like he, his life was ruined by it. He's obsessed with it. Then when and, Harry shows up, he's like, "Well, and, my life and, wasn't ruined. No, my family, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the family's coming back all of a sudden." <laughs> but it was, but it was a beautiful moment. And he, in that acting, he did like when he sees him, Yahoo! Like, like he just, and he's, and he's a little much more, you know, frail than he's a little guy. Yeah, and but it, with it, a bolo tie. Yeah, it, but it was so, it was beautiful. It was like you, you, the the performances. Like what makes a good movie, even if it's stupid and outrageous and funny. What makes it a good movie is when your actors uh, do it in earnest. Buy in, yeah. They, they buy in. They, and they do their and best. They do their best. You know, and what makes burn. it burn? Absolutely. Yeah. You mean they, they they give you, they they don't phone it in, you know, and they, it's believe like they believable no matter how far fetched the context is, you know, and and makes you relate to them. 
So I mean, I, I, I just think um, that scene was a pretty good scene. And, and it if just... I if I were to ask both of you what it is your favorite scene from the movie, what would it be? What's the one that kind of stands out? Hmm. I really like. Um... <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, uh, I have two. Um, Maybe one of them is yours. I absolutely love him watching bedtime for Bonzo and laughing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the most humanizing moment of him for me because he's laughing <laughs> like a person, and I, I love it so much. But other than that, it's when he's stuck in the basement. I, I like that scene. It, it's in, in near the beginning. Stuck in the like the whole sequence where Irene comes over and yeah. he's down there, and then they keep cutting to. Er, uh, yeah, Ernie. Boy, this guy's strong. <laughs> yeah. Those little lines are really good. That's a lot of trust for one kid. Yeah. <laughs> the one scene that's hilarious to me, I remember laughing a lot as a kid, when he, uh, uh, Irene is outside, has the floor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and she sees Harry look out the window, and she's like, like yeah. like this and she, and, she, and she passes out and he looks back and it's George like this and like yeah. and he's like before his reaction he's not that ugly what was that and that was a pretty funny scene I just thought like Harry's face yeah. the fact funny, that she had that. an electric yeah. knife yeah this movie is very of its time it, it yeah. sure is oh yeah and uh, before I forget that the wallpaper in the Henderson's kitchen I'm fairly certain my parents have the same kitchen wallpaper <laughs> they probably shot at your parents yeah um, well, this this movie was made at the same time our house was built. Oh, so. okay. Maybe and, it was en vogue. Maybe. And then my other favorite moment is at the very end, close to the end, where um, George has Lafleur and he's just he's like just really so full of he's anger. Crazy. This and do, doing this, doing this, and Harry puts his hand on, it, catches him, and says and, and, and says stop. And he he's towering over. Jacques Lafour and Jacques Lafour, like the, the emotion he has, this is going to kill him. This thing's going to kill him, and like this, that, that it was, it was a they, beautiful they, moment. So they, they so got you. They you know? earned, they earned the realization by the hunter character mm-hmm. at the end. He's with, a good, really, with just that one moment. Like they had nothing else to suggest that Jacques should change his mind about everything he's thought up to mm-hmm. this point. He even like once he sees it and sees his facial expressions, he still wants to kill Harry. But that moment, you're right. That that is the like they. It's beautiful. They isn't changed it? like the most villainous cartoon character on a dime, and it works because of that one moment. Yeah. Because of exactly yeah. what you're that's what about. I like about this movie yeah. is there's no stark evil character. No, it's 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 it's, it's it, it, he's he's crying, and he's shivering, and he's even littler than John Lithgow. Yeah, and, and this, well, and this, this is a beautiful is, moment. This is also right after he's in prison. The hunter Jock, yeah, Lafleur, and, and every and, and he's pacing around, and, and, and everyone in the prison's like, "Oh God!" This but you guy. know, you know why they're doing that? Because he stinks. Because he's he's stunk because he was in the dumpster. Oh, he stinks. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were afraid of him. No, oh. because he was in the dumpster. That's funny. Because he was in the dumpster. That's what's like little moments like that that they put in the movie are funny. So I kind of like trains, planes, and. Right, I was gonna say like it has a little bit of that fan, like really well written John Hughes family mm-hmm. kind of vibe to it. Mm-hmm. But so I can think of three scenes. Obviously, the get out of here, like the can end, when, oh yeah, can that, we see we don't want that's you? A good scene, like dude. that's a really good that's scene. Like, yeah, um, and they mocked it on 
Uh, I, I Thirty ever, Rock. Did yeah, you watch that yeah, episode? Yeah. I told you to watch. Of course, I've watched. Thirty Rock episode. Yeah, yeah. It's called. It's called Goodbye, Old Friend. Yeah, you, you even it, remember the title of the Thirty it, Rock episode? Well, because with it's referenced from the, to it's from the movie. Because he he, wrote, he turns around and goes Goodbye, Old Friend. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and John Lithgow has a cameo in that part. <laughs> that's one of the funny. That's I wonder funny. what John Lithgow thinks of his performance in this movie. I think he probably loves it. It was great. Well, I mean, I, I want to know if he looks back on this movie fondly, because not every actor does that for their movies. No, and I think John Lithgow doesn't, uh, sh- you know, crap on uh, movies that he was in, like even like stuff that he thought was beneath him. So He's very appreciative, it seems like. So the other two scenes I can think of that I really liked, one was so small, when he's looking at the boiling chicken and then back yes, in yeah! the hot tub. I was like, <laughs> you can see he's starting to work things out. <laughs> like, whoever came up with the whoever wrote that moment is so like, uh, where would you even think of that? And then the other one was just uh, the start of the movie, really, but specifically the line where he... John Lithgow realizes what the discovery was, and he just goes, "We gotta take it home." Yeah. <laughs> like, this massive thing, and then he's just—you see him trying to tie it onto the car. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Like the way they kick off the movie is so—it uh, really hooks it's, you in. It really start, hooks it you in. It starts and stops, and they get to—they hit Bigfoot right away. Yeah, they don't, we, this movie doesn't waste any we don't, time. No. Like, it's, it's, it's really well put together, well like, paced, well like. Thought out, you know. So we got another question. What do you guys think Ernie turned out as as an adult? Hmm. I mean, hmm. A, a, a park ranger. I think he park decided ranger. he wanted to be a Bigfoot when he grew up. <laughs> he, he works at the Burger King <laughs> in Seattle. He works at Starbucks. And then Harry comes in once in a while, picks up the patties and goes, Gross. <laughs> Go fish. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't, I'm trying to think of a, a better, a better answer. Maybe he's a professional fisherman. No, I think I think he'd probably be a, like a conservationist. Con- I don't know. Comments. Yeah. What do you think he turned out to be? Um, yeah. We're maybe, doing your work for you. Maybe he studies earthworms. He's a big earthworm. Big earthworm guy. Yeah. Or is he like a uh, endangered species protector? Maybe he is on the search. Maybe that's a sequel. To Harry and the Hendersons, the, where Ernie is older, and he and he wants to Harry. and he wants to find Harry the again. Search for so more that, Harry. He wants to find Harry again, so that they can both go on an adventure to see if the Loch Ness monster is actually yes. real. Because they do mention it at the very end. And then the Loch Ness monster is an absolute jerk, yeah. <laughs> absolutely an irredeemable monster. He is, and Harry has to tear his head off. Yeah. <laughs> It becomes a sushi movie. Yeah, but yeah. W- but when when the Loch Ness monsters on land, he gets confused. <laughs> Which way is wet? Is it a? Is it a? He's like, is it a? Is it a deer? So I'm gonna say I, I want it. We're at 30 minutes, like right at our a good spot for this. I think that I just have to bring up how good the mom is. She's. She's amazing. George! And like she wrote, wrote well, down She's a Christmas story. What's the actress's name? Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, look. I haven't seen a she's Christmas story in a so long time. So good in this movie. Like because she goes from it's kind of like a nice uh nuanced uh um take of what George wants to do initially that he eventually becomes like he's part of the family, but he initially just wants to use Harry as like a stunt to make a lot of money and go on 
you know, on magazine. There was a great joke don't about don't have to work for my dad anymore. The joke about time, us, <laughs> life. <laughs> it's like magazines. Uh, but like he, he's he's initially motivated by Melinda making, Dillon is her name. Melinda Dillon, yeah. I, I she looks like she's also in. Um, a Christmas store. I think she's the mom on Christmas. Yeah, story that's what I Yeah, I think. Um, she, I think she said, okay. And she makes that movie too. But she's like, also in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I think she's the girl at the end when they're looking for his. Her, oh yeah, his, his boy. Uh, I think she's the boy. shark in Jaws three too. Oh, oh and she's yeah. in. Uh, she's real good. She's in Jaws John Boyd's wife in um, Deliverance. <laughs> but but she's that scene was left in the cutting room floor oh, after he had. That'll be for out. another episode. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. No, she. I thought she was great. I thought, and she... that's selling short everybody else. Everybody in this movie played it to uh, to perfection. I thought, mm-hmm. absolutely. Even the like minor role of his dad at the, which oh, yeah. is the police chief guy from Blade Runner. Yeah, it is. Yes, I like that actor. We have some gun, big guns, and some big, big guns, and some big, big guns, but we're all out of big, big ammo. He's a good. Uh... Marketer for his business. Yeah. It's a great idea to what he came up the with. The BFG, Bigfoot, uh, the headquarters. He- he- not headquarters. What do he call, he call it? Something else. Yeah, but it was smart to like BFH. do all the sightings. BFH. But although it's kind of ridiculous, it's like here are the sightings. So go and kill it. Um, yeah. but, I mean, he broke into people's house. Another great scene was the uh, mouse in the house. Uh, oh yeah, where yeah. she thinks it's a mouse, it and foot? so she grabs the little thing yeah. and tries to smack it with the. Magazine. And then they mentioned on the radio, he thought it was a mouse, but it was Bigfoot. <laughs> and the uh, shut up, yeah, <laughs> it's John Lithgow. Yeah, I hate that man. Yeah, like I hate him. It's like when we turn off George. No, let me hate him. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I actually let me like that. Get, no, let me hate him. It'll keep me. I love that he's in coffee's ready. Uh, the first Planet of the Apes movie, the the new one. John, John Lithgow. He's in the first one. Oh, I think I've. It's what? been so long since I've seen yeah. that. It wasn't bad. Him and another primate, you know, the first one. Oh, the, not the original. The first of the new ones. The first of the trilogies. Wasn't he was in it with James Franco? He was his dad. Uh, oh right, yeah. he was with Alzheimer's. Yeah, that's right. He, it, Alzheimer's dad. I remember now. Well, it, what? I, I don't remember. Well, you know what? I don't remember. You know what? It's in San Francisco. I don't really remember. It was in, it's in San Francisco. So he, he moved down from Seattle. Uh, right. And yes. he was, and he's like. James, Fran- he's, uh, James Franco's James not. Fran- is there James, any- James is there any- Oh my God! <laughs> he became a scientist. He loves apes. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> he lights up so well. Wow. We did it. A hundred episodes in thirty-four minutes. Shut we're it d- down. We're done. We're done. There's nowhere to go from yeah. here. And there are no cats in America. Oh, I've never actually played the whole clap clip. Oh my god, that's so good. And James Franco's is he loves Ace. So Harry's the reason why why humans die out. Would you say that the only connecting thread you missed is uh, Caesar is uh, owes everything to Harry. You missed one connecting thread. While in Seattle, James Franco met up with Fraser. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. It's too good. It's yeah. too good. Where do we go from here, man? What? No, you're, you're, I'm, I'm just here, so shocked. Here's the Fraser connection. Uh, Woody Harrelson's in the last. That's, oh my God, there that's true. Go. Yeah. There you go. It. All, it all ties together. He was so sick of so playing being the apes is the same uh, a bartender. Yeah. Same universe. Yeah. Same universe. Yeah. <laughs> Became a general. 
Maybe you can really It's smart. the Harry and the Hendersons uh, yeah. cinematic universe. Harry is Caesar's cousin. Scary and the Hendersons. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. And Commissioner Gordon was in the second one. The second what? Planet of the Apes. Okay. But but yeah, we're not talking about, about that. Let's talk about Planet of the Harry and the Hendersons. Harry and the Hendersons. Well, there was a TV show, which I didn't, I never the, watched. It came out a year, it lasted a year. It came after? Yeah. Here's the original. I thought I, I saw it was three seasons. Was it three seasons? I thought I saw it was three. Well, and it was with the uh, the guy who played Archangel's dad in the yeah. X Men movies. I know uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. Ew. Who replaced John Lithgow? No, it wasn't. A, it, no, it was. Or maybe the, it was a new family. I it don't wasn't. Know, the, no, it wasn't Archangel's dad. It was the guy who played the senator in the first. That's X-Men Archangel's movie. dad. No, he dies though in the first movie. He doesn't die. Yes, he does. He, he turns a liquid. A he turns to liquid. He's actually. a mutant. Yeah, but he turns to liquid. He, I believe, he does die. Yeah, he dies in the first one. But it's his. No, it's his. No, he doesn't. No, dude. no I, I, I guarantee I'm. Is right. this the hill we're all going to die on? I think it will. I think no, we're going to segue but, over. And we're but I think it what happened was the script was originally the idea was originally going to be a TV series, but they wanted to, they said let's make a movie out of it first. And you know, oh, the movie's superior. It's it's what it should have been. Yeah. I don't want it any other way. But uh, Kevin Peter Hall did play him in the series, too. Same oh. Question. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, what else was he doing? There weren't a lot of tall characters. To I don't play know how long time. you can last that. Like, like keep that up. Yeah, it, it kind of works in short but, bursts. But I think they live in the cabins. I think they live in the mountains. So he, he can come and go whenever he please. Mm. Come and go whenever he please, Marty. My God. So... Just call me Ow. What? Sounded episode. Yeah. <laughs> Remember what happened to the boy who suddenly got everything he always wanted, man. He lived happily uh, ever after. Any, any other like kind of lasting Harry and the Hendersons? Uh, like I was confused as a kid. Then I realized it's the mountains. That there was some snow in the mountains and not snow yeah. in the mountains, and the end scene there's was a, kind of weird. A, a but there was an awesome badass shot of the birds on him and stuff. Like, yeah, like, cool. There was some really good cinematography in this movie. How they got all those animals? Per and yeah. I don't think it was like camera trickery. It could there's have been uh, old, old uh, compositing. Unlikely. With the like car, it was always with the it's car timing. perfectly timed. Yeah, with like the otter brushing yeah. its head, and there's and, a like, cougar and yeah. stuff. There's a bear. There, like, it's crazy. It was the great attention to detail they got with those. All right, so let, let, let's let's talk to the nitty gritty about this movie. Let's let's break it down. I'm so confused as to what we've been doing so far. Oh, I thought we were talking about Deliverance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Mm. I okay. So Matt. You want to go critical? Critical, always. Time what's, to nitpick. What's your um, what's your beef about Harry? <laughs> Come on, let's go. It's gonna fight me. Come at me, bro. Uh, <laughs> Come at me. The gloves are off. I uh, I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's hampered just in its scope. But that doesn't mean it's a bad bad in any way i can't really think of a specific moment where i'm like oh that was kind of dumb i would say if i some of the hunter stuff i guess could have been a little bit more it felt kind of like just sprinkled in because this is the thing we're going to end the movie on but it worked at the end so i don't know i don't like there's very little to complain about in this movie i don't know maybe the the doubt of the 
I, yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me. I, it's hard for me to even come up with anything wow. super it, specific. It kind of falls together pretty perfectly. That's what. That's my yeah. There really wasn't anything that was unnecessary. Like I'm sure it could be improved. I just can't anything, fathom how. Anything can be improved. Everything can be improved. Um, you the, know, I, I I wasn't the biggest fan of the Irene character, but she also served her purpose. Yeah. Like the, there's some of the maybe that's kind of the overall thing is that structurally and the points they were getting to all worked. But some of the maybe performances, there the amount of characters. I don't know. Maybe that was that's kind of the thing. Is it's one of those um, kind of kind of even a John Hughes thing where each person gets like two or three scenes to be in there versus mm-hmm. letting you really appreciate them as a character for a longer movie, which is really a subjective thing. Like yeah. maybe some people may just be like, "Yeah, I'm fine if they're only well, in it for a little bit." To me, that kind of storytelling and filmmaking in general, and you bring up an interesting point. Um, it's like it's, more than just like a one shot. But it's not. It's like right in the middle, which you don't see very often. Well, here's what I think about um, movies that you tend to like. I, as I've gotten to know you for these many years, you uh, like crap. N- <laughs> well, there's that, you know. But no, I think when you you like how, uh, everything has to be a, a super intricate reason, and every character has to have a super interesting point, and 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 combine, which is it's a good storytelling where like you don't. You know why is that character in there? Where I like I, I come from the tie it all the in. Arrested Development school of storytelling. I like I I appreciate world building with when it comes to character characters. There's a world greater than the Hendersons outside of the world, and like you you can only see a little bit of the bubble, and you don't have time to like even like the guy in the bike. His scene, you know what I mean? Like the way he's in motion. Like, see that was you know, that's a more conventional role. That's a more conventional kind of um, appearance. Versus, but you, but you, but which you, is fine. Yeah, but you, but you can good. tell that he has his own story that we don't have to know. But no, we no, can no, tell no. us that it, it go off. Uh, and I, and I, I like that in characters. I like that add a little bit, and like they add to the world. Well, they, they, support, the they support. They support the story. They support the world. Yeah. Exactly. You know. You're, I think I can you're kind totally of right. Down. But they don't tie into the. Like I get it. I, they don't I mean, need their own art. No, I'm not saying no, they need their own arts. I'm just no, like no, but 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 I, I see your point. You know what I mean? Like that's a hard thing to do to have a character. And there is, and like if there's no point to a character, cut them. You know what I mean for the most part, there's no point. But the, but I these think, characters had a point. Yeah, and, but yeah, they did. And they and and, and some of them, you know, like even like the stupid, like it, it worked. Yeah. You know what I mean, Aaron, what were you gonna say? I, I said I think I can tie this uh, difference of opinion. Sort well, not difference of school of thought, shall we say? Um, Ben Ben likes his world building to be implicit. That is to say, suggested, not explained. And and Matt, I wouldn't say that you prefer it explicit world building, but it drifts into that territory. Different strokes. For different folks. No, you didn't have to say it all. That w- that was implicit. Explicit! Make it explicit! <laughs> you like how I set you up for that? Yeah, thank yeah, you. That was, that was pretty... That was, that, that you was... like how I explained the joke afterwards? Well, sometimes perfect. I think the world Yeah, is... thank you for explaining. <laughs> sometimes I think the world is bigger when you don't explain it because your imagination is more more powerful. What's an imagination? <laughs> well, and there we have it. That's yeah. when you close your eyes and count yeah. to ten. Myself, uh, <laughs> I, I drift back and forth. That's that's kind of why I like this group, because I'm always kind of somewhere in the middle of you two. That's true. Very true. Would you mostly agree with me? <laughs> On this movie, yes. 
But so then now, again, Matt had nothing to. I agree nitpick, with so. you too. You were so. This brings us all back to the start of the podcast. Was that when you shared it with me? I was like, Oh my god, are you kidding me? You said a tweet, I, you said a tweet on Facebook. It's yeah, happening. Yeah. And, and I was like, like oh, I guess I'll watch this. Ben keeps telling me about it. It's this I dumb, tell to watch this it. dumb PG family movie about Bigfoot with John Lithgow and this goofy monster, whatever. And I watched it. I was like, Whoa! And I was like. I love it. It's <laughs> so good. I, I every time I watch it, it makes me feel good inside. It's really like, and it's it, it's rewatchable too. It's rewatchable. Be, it has. It really does have a lot of the John Hughes kind of it really does. good writing, comedic That's the timing. 80s. That's like the t- yeah. really, there's some bad eighties though. Like yeah. this was really good, and it also had not just a good message, but like kind of a. Off kilter, but still heartwarming. Like it wasn't one you would have necessarily expected, and, may, and maybe I'm just well, making that, excuses. Well, that for William Beer is a good director. Yeah, he's a good director. I think he understands heart. And I'm going to look up what else has he's done. I would um, be curious if he's done much. We did Angels in the Alpha, which I liked. Um, yeah, he did that too. Yeah, he did. That was the one where you. Uh, that was the one you, podcast I was wrong about, I, and I go. can already say that. But you can tell he has a he he, he understands the bigger. Uh, Heart and, and things, you know. It's it's like you said, a John Hughes. That's a very good, good uh, thing. William Deere, he's direct. He's he wrote the Rocketeer. I didn't know that. I love the Rocketeer. Oh, of course, not, you like this. I man. did not know that. So he's he's direct. <laughs> this is what he's directed. He's directed some new stuff, but it's eh, some of these. What did, I wanted to hear what he's directed. New stuff, even. Well, this stuff is like made for TV movies. Whoa. Yeah, some of the stuff I don't even know what these are. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, but a lot of good directors, a lot of good directors have. So the last big thing he did, well, Wild in America was not a very good movie. It was okay. It was about what's his name with uh, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas as a JTT as a he he played that. Remember that one? Um, uh, Don't you disparage JTT? Is that one uh, wildlife photographer guy? You know that? Okay, he's, yeah, I'm sure. Okay, so he did Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> wait, so he did a movie about... He directed one episode did, of Dinosaurs. Wait, hold on. So he did a movie about... Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to use animatronics. So he did a movie about uh, a wildlife photographer in a movie where they very they went clearly out of their mm. way to shoot <laughs> scenes where it's perfectly timed of the car mm. with like otters playing around. You mean to tell me he's using his lived experience... In his other things, yeah, impossible. You know, he, he hasn't really directed a lot of things I, I'm aware of. Um, but what he has done, sometimes the best directors are right, little flashes in the pan. Yeah, and right in the heart. but his writing, I did not know he wrote the Rocketeer. He wrote the Rocketeer, and that's a hell. That's in our Hall of Fame, right? No, we didn't do Hall of Fame for that. I think that was uh, before Hall of Fame oh, was instituted. It should be in the Hall of Fame. I, I would not. But the Rocketeer is is a solid movie. He wrote Harry and the Andersons. He wrote this script, and he wrote. Um, Movie called Elephant Parts, and I don't want to know what that's about. No, but uh, um, he he really hasn't done a lot. <laughs> no, he's he's done a lot, but but like you could tell he has that uh, understanding. It's uh, I mean, just overall, overall, just general opinion of the movie. Like, I don't know, if, I don't think we need to rate it. I wanna rate want to rate it. Let's rate it. We rate everything I don't else. Care. Why not? Oh, I'm not prepared to rate it. It's 100. <laughs> <laughs> One. We're not even doing 10 out of 10. 11 out of 10. It was okay. Yeah. It was fine, um, but overall, though, like we kind of hit the. We, oh, we, so we forgot. We forgot the. We forgot the best part. What? The end. The song at the end. 
The, the, That's it, the best part. <laughs> because who sings it? Sing- Harry sings no. it. No. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> Joe Cocker. Oh, Joe Cocker sings the, the Harry and the Henderson theme. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. That's pretty. That's good. Pre- lo- that's lo- precious. Lo- love lives on. You remember Joe? Do you know who he is? Of course, yeah. Remember the Wonder Years? Like yeah. the, that version. Yeah, of the, yeah. What do you do? So here, here, here we're playing on our phone. Maybe we won't get copyrighted here. No, don't Why do it. Why are we playing this Don't song? do it. Okay, I won't. I won't do it. I you always it. will get copyrighted. I won't do it. All right, let's let's rate the movie. What do you do when a Bigfoot loves you? You tell him to sit down and sit. Okay, perfect. Are we rating now? Stick. That's <laughs> What would you rate the movie, Ben? No, no, you should go last. Aaron, what would you rate the movie? I struggle with this because I, I love the movie. I can't fault it in any specific way. <laughs> I can't either. Um, If I was to be completely realistic, I'd give it a 7, but on a simple enjoyment factor, I'd have to give it an 8. I'm exactly with you, actually. Yeah. Per- exactly locked up. It, like, it's so... um. It's hard to even quantify what it's failing at. I don't think it does. But it it just hits the sweet spot. Like, it doesn't make you think different. Maybe that's the thing. It doesn't make me think differently, but I enjoyed it so much. And it was successful in so many other ways. Um, um, if you could fidget with the mic a little bit louder. Yeah. Ben's about to, like, rip that out and <laughs> beat us to death with it for not giving it a 10. Um, somebody uh, Chauncey says it was a 7.5 out of 10. Um, yeah, Chauncey. so <laughs> he's gonna come through. Ben, bring us home. He's gonna burst through the wall. Oh, yeah, I'm sure this is not objective. <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> I'm giving it. Is this a 10? Seriously, it's probably a nine. How about give your objective and subjective? How about that? This is a 10. Uh, of sub- subjective. Subjective, okay. Is, objective, per- 10, it's a perfect but a 9 subjective. Maybe, Subjectively, maybe, it is completely perfect. Maybe an 8.5. 8.5. It's pretty good. Pretty, it's very good. It's yeah, good. I mean, we were, we spent the whole podcast barely even uh, coming up with it. And, like... I do it as a joke because I know I, when I ever bring it up, I do it as a joke. But I also know no one's ever seen like very few people have seen Harry Henderson. I don't understand that. And well, I had it. But yeah, go look at go look at like the clips online. People go, "Oh, this movie, this movie's awesome." You see, it it pulled on a heartstring for a lot of people. But all, I was like, I do it as a joke and semi serious that this is a good movie. You know what I mean? Very good. Yeah. And you know, I I I think it stinks that. Because it's a silly concept. It hasn't got its due. No, I think it's because it's a silly concept. It's never going to be, you know, like movies won't be considered good movies because because of those things. Because Captain America's not in it. it, It's like, well, probably, but, but, (laughs) but, but like, you know, like, Lost in Translation. That I'm starting I, to think somebody I, doesn't uh, care for Lost in Translation. I, really, I hate that movie. I actually really <laughs> like that movie. I, that you're barking up the wrong tree that over that here. Movie, I still have yet to see it. I, I saw it once to. and that was I, enough. But I don't care what he whispered. That is my <laughs> subjective movie because 
I we should obsessed then. with going to Japan and all that stuff, so it like really hit me. So you're obsessed with going somewhere to be called White to Pig. I have to watch that again. E.T. is overrated compared to this movie. Whoa. Exactly. Oh, I, I think it is. E.T. This is the same movie. Comparatively. My, yeah, my, that's you know, a good point. My Controversial sister, opinion. I hate E.T. My sister Monica. Well, <laughs> that is controversial. But my sister Monica says it's the same, almost the same story, like similar story. Yeah, but it's this better. Game. No, they're not the same. Well, they take a creature, yeah, like a mystical creature that- There is not one walkie-talkie yeah. in this movie. And, yeah. and, 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 you, I, and where are the Reese's I was more scared of E.T. though as a kid. Yeah. And I saw this e. movie before. E.T. was creepier. All right. What came out first? Um, I think uh, E.T. did. So as we wrap up this, our 100th episode, I, I'm curious, just off the top of your head, we didn't, right. I, of course I didn't prepare any of this or share it. We didn't do any work whatsoever. No. What's, uh, in our last couple minutes, just real quick, what was your one of your favorite moments from our last 100 episodes since we started? Oh, that time we reviewed Harry and the Hendersons. That was really good. That, man, <laughs> so how, good. The, how the past <laughs> flashes back. This is going in great. In that time where we put a lot of effort into, into filming us into in the, the car intro. before we got here. Right, yeah. We weren't totally wearing the same clothes. <laughs> no, but you're good. Hashtag. And then that hiccup where the, 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 the cast played the clip twice. That's yes, twice. yeah. No, what my, my favorite moment. From the 100th episode? Go ahead. Huh? My favorite moment of the 100th episode when I interrupt Matt. Yeah. Thank you. Um, huh. I'll tell you my favorite moment after I tell you. You tell me yours. I, we we all kind of came to a consensus a couple weeks ago that our uh, planes, trains, and automobiles episode was pretty good. That was a good. It episode. was a good episode. Yeah. Um, I would say my favorite m- overall moments, though, beyond just like overall flow of a good episode. I think our Dracula podcast was really good. I like the ones where we compare stuff. So but Dracula, the Batman. That was a fun bat, one. Best Batman podcast. And also our, I like the Oscar stuff because I'm personally really interested right, right. in the Oscar stuff. So I love doing all that. What a grouch. So those are mine. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, my favorite episode was the Mission Impossible one. Oh my God. Which, <laughs> that was I, which I, I had an intervention Afterwards, <laughs> between Matt and I'm getting Matt, even thinking back. No, but like Matt and Aaron, the, after we turned it off, it was it was literally Aaron goes yeah, with the mic swinging everything. He goes, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah, god! We need to talk. And it was, it was like I, mean, I was tired. <laughs> I'm freelancing. I don't have a full time job. It's like I just. Life is like I'm. I'm gonna be fine. Like you kept interrupting. You know? <laughs> they had some really good points. No, but at the end you had good points too because there was nothing to talk about in Mission Impossible. <laughs> the, the thing was that episode. That episode. I, I watched. Matt was so worried. I watched, wor- he watched, I watched so all the movies. And he had all the intricate notes. He wanted to bring up every detail. He did. He did. And it's like seven movies, and, right? And I was like. I want to derail this. You remember when the <laughs> shark came in? I kept making up the plot and, 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 and messing things up. And clearly, I've taken the steams out of Matt, and I kept interrupting on purpose. Yeah. So that was your absolute favorite. Yeah, I, I kept interrupting on purpose. Yeah. No, no. And then also, I loved when we came home from when when we, we all watched Mother together. And we this is not in the episode. We all watched Mother together. And me and Matt, like that was a good movie. And then as we started to think about it, and Aaron started describing us as like, yeah, that's not a good movie at all. <laughs> it was like that de- denial. That it was, was a good, shot. That yeah. was a good moment. That was too. a good moment because we were like, what was that? Yeah. Now it's the running joke of the podcast. Yeah. And uh, it, not to maybe spoil Aaron's, but another oh, you know. another 
great moment was uh, remake Dragonheart that yeah. will forever live on. Oh but, no, I haven't fixed oh, it. Too spooky. Oh, too spooky. Uh, Sorry, that hasn't been uh, updated. Aaron, what's your fa- what's one of your favorites? I, I think guess? everybody knows. There's a special place in my heart for trashing things that I think are bad. Mother. Mother. is Mother. The entirety of the Mother episode is great. And your intro that you made was the best. Everybody get that? Every every aspect of that podcast was planned intricately by me. Yes. And yes. I, I had points to hit, and I believe we hit them all. Yes. Your, uh, right down to smart was, feller, fart smeller. It was all about the environment. <laughs> the um. That was my opus. We got a couple. Uh, so Chauncey says my favorite moment was when Matt was the Grinch dog in the intro, <laughs> <laughs> as well as uh, Vader Ben good. smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I forgot about that. We've done I mean, a lot we, of stuff. We've done a lot of stuff. In addition to our like kind of normal chit chatty episodes like this, where we even have guests on, like we've done a lot. Like I, speaking of, we went to I we did. The Ready Player One thing and oh, uh, yeah, yeah. with the huge screen, which was pretty cool. We've done all these shorts. We've done uh, mm-hmm. our last Jedi po- uh, that was podcast fun too. was good because we were really intense. Really, uh, really we shot that one. Yeah, I feel like that podcast has really helped. It was up. like Mother Light. It's held yeah, up. it's helped up. Since. And like Chauncey was good on that one because he brought some interesting things from the from the uh, uncannoned comic book or, or uh, books. No, the best part of that episode is when Chauncey describes that huge collar that Leia has and popcorn falls out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her, yeah, her, her mask. And... This is turning into the Chris Farley show. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, that one time yeah, with the popcorn? Also, <laughs> like, the you know, the, the, the best movie, I think, that we walked out of in terms of, like, just being like, what the heck was that? Other than mother, that was a positive was uh, hereditary. Yeah, yeah, that one. I looked at the corners of my my. The one time I disagree with you both. Oh, okay, but that's okay. Not everybody can be as. I did like, but that's the that's the charm of this podcast is we will do old movies, new movies. We'll do TV shows. We'll do anything, and none of us will agree all the time. Yeah, it's almost like we do it all the time. We have really fun guests on all the time. We're really smart and bring a different opinion that is not Ben's, who will interrupt you. (laughs) 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 Just linger on Ben. I think I still have that on the keyboard. But yeah, somewhere. that's uh, play, play it. Uh, let me see if I get it. Yeah, we may need to just leave on this. Ep- no, that's air horns. That's the air horn. No, 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 it's gone. All right, so a hundred episodes. Hey, we made we it. We're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, we've got Christmas movies coming up. Basically, oh, is, we've got classic one, classic ones that. As well as bad ones. Um, Perfect. What yeah. are they, man? No new ones. I don't. We're not going to agree to them because we haven't talked about them. I thought you already said uh, it we have stone. Next week is Santa Claus. Next week is Santa Claus. Oh, okay. Santa Claus the movie. You're the whatever. You can tee it up here, if you want. Okay, so here I. This is a good 1980s classic. It's an origin story of the Santa Claus, uh, the that uh, uh, pagan uh, ritual that people do every 24th. And 25th of December. Oh, no. This is The Origins of Santa Claus. It's a really good movie. Um, I think it's a really good movie. But here's the tie-in between Harry and the Hendersons and um, uh, Santa Claus the movie. John Lithgow's in it. Oh, my God. And John Lithgow's the bad guy in this movie. <gasps> yes. And he's over-the-top John Lithgow. 
He really does eat the scenery in this. Mm. So that's a good movie coming out. I think it's a classic movie. He actually chipped his tooth on the Burgess scenery. Burgess Meredith is in it. Oh, man. Hey, yeah. I like that. It's so much like, yeah, cross-pollination all, it, of the it, movies it, we've been it, doing. It is. It is. Yeah. Man. It's a beautiful story. So, yeah. Look forward to that. It's Santa Claus, kickoff season. the movie. I think it's yeah. produced by the same people who made <laughs> Superman the movie. Here is to the next 100 episodes. I need you to be more emphatic. Here's to the next 100 episodes. I hope they make Harry and the Hendersons too. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. Harrier. Isn't that just uh, Turn it up. Turn yeah. it up. Okay. CGI. Okay. CGI Bigfoot. Bye.